Hey everybody, it's Jake and I am alone in the basement. Today we're going to be talking to Robbie Kidd, which uh, much like the episode the other day, if you don't really know this name on the indies well, uh, give us some time. I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, this is a kid I've known for a, a long time as well. He's uh, currently wrestling for SWO out of Pennsylvania. We've had some other people on previously too. So I uh, can't wait to get on this and uh, you know the deal by now. Just stick through through the, the ad or skip through and then on our way back, we'll be starting the interview. All right, everybody, we're back, and we're with Robbie Kidd. What's up, man? Not much, man. How you been? How you been? Um, I'm still alive. I mean, that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, especially given times now, yeah. Yeah, especially with all this fucking shit. This is a nightmare. <laughs> it literally is. Like, I am ready for it to be done and over with. <laughs> you ain't the only one. This is, yeah. Everybody wants it to be over so they can get back to their normal fucking life. Mm -hmm. All right, man. So we're just going to get right into it. Uh, did you always grow up? Sounds good, man. <laughs> did you always grow up a wrestling fan or was there a specific moment or an angle or just something that hooked you? Um, so I would have to say like the first memory I have of professional wrestling in my life was uh, mid 90s i would say i would go over to my grandparents where uh, my parents would drop me off to be babysat as they both worked nine to four so i'd be dropped off there and my grandfather would always have on old tapes of wrestling from nights before so i'd be able to catch up whenever i would be coming by and i i've determined i made this up in my mind because i can't find the angle match anything of it but for some reason i have a specific a specific memory of undertaker tombstoning Shawn michaels backstage on like a car or something and that was the moment i remember that star of me being a wrestling fan because i immediately jumped on an undertaker train right there because i was like i like this guy yeah I, I can't recall that happening it doesn't mean it did yeah <laughs> For all we know, it's on some fucking wrestling challenge from, like, 93 that no one's ever fucking seen. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Like I said, I, I've tried finding it. I've tried even just looking up backstage Undertaker Tombstone pile drivers, and nothing is like, you know, doing that whole click thing where you're like, ah, that's it. But, uh, yeah, that was where it started. And from there, I uh, want to say it was, like, about a year or so later, he unfortunately passed, and... I kind of fell out of wrestling for a few years until one day I come home from high school and I see an ad for Monday Night Raw on uh, USA. Yeah, it was back when it was still on USA and then it went over to Spike and then back to USA. So it was on its first run of USA. I was getting back into it like early 2000s. All right. And from that point on, it just rest is history. Been watching it since. Yeah. And you were all lucky to grow up with a, a lot of close friends who also loved wrestling. So that helps. Yeah, yeah I uh, d definitely found them uh, later on in life. Like, uh, I was like about 10th grade, I want to say. I was meeting a bunch of my f friends who are in huge into wrestling. And is is that what got you into the yard, was was meeting them? Uh, yeah, so uh, me being a huge wrestling fan, uh, I'm pretty sure you had the oh-so-rockin' CD forcible entry as well. <laughs> I, uh... I remember blasting that one time, listening to RVD's theme because that was my favorite wrestler at the time. And Donovan was walking down the hall, had heard it playing, waited, saw me walk out, and was like, "Were you just listening to 
a wrestling theme in there. I was like, yeah, I love wrestling. That's my favorite wrestler. And that was the point where him and I just started talking and uh, becoming friends. And it happened to help out that he was also really good friends with Warren. And Warren's sister was really good friends with my brother. So it just, small school, everything came around. <laughs> yeah, just all full circle shit. <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much. <laughs> um. So when... With yarding, you you got really into it, uh, which I yep. that's how we first met. Mm-hmm, yep, and you got to do a lot of crazy stuff with it. You went, you know, longer and farther than I ever fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh my God, how old was I when I started? Back in tenth grade, so I had to be like sixteen, seventeen. It was before I had my license because my parents would drop me off and be like, "You better not be doing that backyard wrestling." Of course, we're not, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember one time having to ride with Don to go to your house and get you. <laughs> yep, yep, that, uh, that was before I got my license. Yeah. So I, I was often always the kid who was like, I need a ride, though, need a ride. Hey, it, it happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I say I, I want to say it came back around when I became the dude who started driving and ended up having to pick up some people later on in years. Now, you got to travel pretty far for it, right? Oh, yeah, um... Uh, I've been to Iowa. I got to wrestle out there. Um, I never got to go up to VCW up in Canada. I wish I did, but I never got to. That was a fun uh, trip. Yeah, that, that you missed uh, out there. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, I, every show I've seen uh, from out there was always just spectacular. I was like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went there. Uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, obviously. Um, yeah, basically all over the. Tri-state area, I guess is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I think so. At least that's what they call it downstate. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, as you, you know, we're getting older, you kind of grew away from wrestling. At least I know you, you walked away for it for a little while. Like what led to that? Was it, was it moving out of state or was there something else? Um, so I want to say, uh, see, I started at 16 and this was about, Five, six years ago, I made the move and, like, I officially, like, pretty much stopped. Um, So I've been going for, like, over 10 years consistently in the yard, you know, just getting together on weekends with people, going up to Amsterdam or having people come on down to Cooperstown, uh, doing weekly shows for a long time. And then finally, it just, those shows stopped becoming weekly. And it eventually became to the point where all that was going on were, like, the big super shows at that point. like we had that one final run with uh, UC, with uh, up in UCW up in Cooperstown when we had those uh, shows where we bring in people for like you know quick weekends. Yep. But then it quickly those like that ran for a little bit, but then like I said, shortly became only um, new eras. So after a bit, it's just like I just stopped doing it, and I had started traveling more to other states for conventions to go do. Conve- uh, convention shows where I do, uh, I might as well just say it now, I do a show called Tea Time with Deadpool. Um, <laughs> you know, did that for a bit, and I noticed that I was traveling more for that than I was for wrestling. And after I realized how often I was going to Ohio, I was like, well, I'm going to talk to some people. Maybe a move will happen. And a lot of steps happened, but here I am, obviously, six years later, uh, I'm here and that's officially like kind of like what kind of pulled me away was just not being around it as much. Like I got to travel back for the final NYE, which was fun, but that was the last time I had wrestled for a long, long time. And 
I remember thinking, yeah, I uh, either I need to do this regularly or not that much anymore because I went to do a frog splash off the top rope. And my dumbass was like, oh, I'll do it on the entrance ramp. Well, <laughs> my knee smacked the uh, palace that were used to keep it up. And I was like, yep, I uh, think I'm going to take a break of this for a bit. And that break just ended up lasting way longer than I anticipated. Yeah. And when while you were doing like tea time and when you were going to all these cons and doing all this other stuff with your life, did you miss wrestling at all? Or were you just kind of looking at it as that was, you know, a past chapter and now you're running to other stuff? Um, I definitely missed it i didn't miss it to the capacity obviously i have within the past couple of years to get me back into it um but i ha- always had a part of me that missed it however i definitely found myself finding my solace being tea time you know because tr- there was a while where we were going really really hard with tea time like we would go to a show up in chicago come back two weeks later go down to cincinnati two weeks later we'd be up in toronto ontario canada like we were going hard and traveling a lot. So my mind was very, very occupied. Um, and one of the things I missed about wrestling was the showmanship. Well, you go after you get going on this thing and the ball and tea time got rolling. We were doing shows in Chicago in front of, you know, close to thousands of people. And I'm just like, I'm getting getting my, uh, my I guess the attention whore in me was getting the love it needed out of tea time. Um, but I always still miss wrestling. Uh, we would do stints in tea time where like one example is we did a home loan stint where it was, we had cars, we had the angle was cars on the floor and the spot was going to be, I was going to walk by, step in the cars and do the whole legs up in the air, back bump on the ground. Well, me being me, I was like, well, I miss wrestling and it's been a minute. And I was like, let's get this in one shot. And I just take the nastiest back pump on the, on our living room floor uh, there's that, and there was also time I got thrown through a TV. So there was, I was definitely doing some stupid stuff to you know get like get the wrestling out like still out there a little bit. But eventually, it just hit me. I was like, God, I just I really miss it. I I miss actually planning a match. I miss going out, running the ropes, doing spots, and just having a fucking blast. I missed all of it. And I mean, at this point, when do you want to go back? pretty much all of our friends have either moved on to not doing it anymore or have moved on to different positions, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the business. So is that what made you decide, all right, I'm, I'm going to go pro and hit the indies? Um, so the decision to go to indies and go more pro than, you know, simply just going to the backyard was seeing a lot of my friends go out there in the indies and being like, well, A, not anyone there's going to be barely any yard shows with people that i know anymore so yeah. uh, and i was like and be it also like with how much i've missed it and how much how i want to get back into it i knew i i, I want to make this a long-term thing so if i'm going to make it long term i might as well make it long term doing i guess the proper steps through the proper channels i guess is the right wording i would say um you know getting back into it getting the ring rust off getting better trained again, uh, getting and hitting the ropes uh, more frequently in a professional environment. So that way I know what I'm doing rather than, you know, me going, ah, maybe I'll just yard for a few years and then maybe one day I'll do, you know, indie wrestling. And then, you know, I got to relearn it because indie wrestling and yarding is pretty different sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I just was at that point, I was like, yeah, I, I might as well do in, uh, indies. Um, I might as well get myself, properly going especially when i thought back on how i was like well i already have 
a toe in the door. I mean, I did uh, do the Beyond shows when they first started going up, which was a great experience. Um, I, and I honestly, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I regret not sticking with it in that professional environment as much as I could have and get, got myself trained because I felt like there's a lot of years missing that I could have been doing something more. Um, but, yeah, after uh, about, I want to say it was like actually about a year ago to, de- uh, to this month, um, just a lot of life stuff happened, and I realized, you know, I can do it. I want to do it. What, what the fuck's stopping me? You know, well, why, why, why just sit here and be like, I miss it. I miss it. You know, pack the fucking car up and go up to Pennsylvania. And I went up to Pennsylvania, went to SWO for my first indie show back. And uh, it was awesome. And it was a great experience. And I'm just, I'm really happy to be back and be in more of an indie environment now than just straight yarding, you know? How did it feel to come through that curtain for the first time? Nerve wracking <laughs> because I, it's, it was for SWO and I know you had Don on before, so yeah. I know you've talked about SWO. Um, they have a, they have a pretty loyal following, you know, they have their regular fans and me being fresh to them. I'm new to them. No one knew who I am. I haven't gone by Robbie kid since my beyond days, you know, I was going by Robbie Roberts in the mean time, but, uh, for yarding, but I, so coming through that curtain was very nerve wracking for me because I was like, I'm probably not going to get a hot reception, which is fine. I just want to make sure that I leave them with an impression that they will remember me by. And I think we did that considering I got my ass kicked. and <laughs> I had uh, the doctor come in with smelling salts and a bunch of fans go, I, uh, to quote a friend of mine who was in the audience, the little girl looked at her mom and goes, mom, is, is this fake? She goes, no, no, this part's real. This is, this is real. <laughs> so did something. Yeah. You made him remember you. That's, that's what matters. Exactly. It proved I can take a beating and then I came, uh, you know, I've been coming back. So now I just got to prove I can give one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, as you're saying, you know, SWO, it is, it does have its regulars and you know, it's, as Don was saying, it gets pretty packed in there. So it does, yeah. So like the last show I did with them was for with uh, the Rumble, and they were packed to standing room capacity only. Like it was crazy. People just lined up against the wall. Every seat taken. It was a lot to take. I was very like over not overwhelmed, but I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, and that's got to be so much more different than you know, because most of the time at yarding shows, it's just usually your friends who are around and yeah, and the other wrestlers and, and that, but to, to see like all that and all those people, it, it has to be so different. It, it very much is, you know, whereas yarding, you look out and you're like, I know every single face here or at that show. I'm like, I know none of these faces. Right. And I feel like at the yarding shows with, with those instances, it was easier to, to like pander to the crowd or mouth off or say dumb shit. Cause you know, everyone, but when you exactly. got to start doing that to people, you don't know, and you don't know how they're going to react. You can kind of be reserved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like you got like, not only that, but you also, we can't just go out there and say fuck bomb. So, <laughs> but uh, like, cause you know, you can't go out there and make a zinger and be like, ah, oh, I'm going to smack you for, with, with the money that you paid me that for that I never got back to you for the, like the thing you paid me for, you know, somewhat you can't say anything like that. Nothing personal because the audience won't get it. Whereas, you know, in a yarding people would be like, Oh, you know, it'd get that extra heat. Exactly. And, and that's, I mean, the name of the game at this point is you, you got to get the heat and you got to get, you know, the crowd and the constant fans. 
yep, to be you supporting you month in and month out. Yep, you gotta get them, gotta work them into loving everything you do, loving what you did, loving when you come through that curtain, and missing you when you leave. Uh, have you had any fans approach you yet? Like after? Oh uh, yeah, I've had a few. Like uh, like I said, that first show uh, after I, you know, the doctor came out with the smelling salts and did all that stuff. I was hanging out backstage and my nose and mouth got busted. So I was uh, bleeding a little bit and I had a few crowd members. In fact, I had my opponent's parents come up to me afterwards <laughs> and be like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. I, my kid's a dick. <laughs> you're like, my kid's a asshole. And it's uh, I'm like, yeah, you let him teach. It was Ace Dallas's parents actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've had fans come up to me after that. I've had, you know, I've gone out during intermissions, had the fans come up, be like, "Oh, picture time," and I'm like, "Yeah, sure thing, of course." You know, have me sign stuff. And granted, it ain't at the level, you know, where like some people may be, but as small as it may be, and you know, just signing a few things, you know, getting photos of audience members, it's a cool, it's a great feeling. Yeah, and I mean, there's still people seeing you because all the shows are up on YouTube within, you know, like Don said, a, a, a very short amount of time. And then yeah. anyone from anywhere can watch, which is, is crazy to think, too. Oh, yeah, it is. Especially when I come back and, like, I will have, like, uh, my friends come over. Like, we do, friend, we do, we used to do, not so much anymore. <laughs> we used to gather at uh, this house quite a bit for hangouts. You know, our house is, like, the hangout spot. Um, and sure enough, I'd have the friends come over and be like, hey, when's your matchup? When's your matchup? And I'd be like, ah. And eventually it'd be up and I'd pull it up and it, I, I'll, like, it may be small numbers on YouTube to some people, but the fact I'm seeing triple digit views on some on these matches, I'm like, that's some, that's crazy. That not only did the audience watch it, but a hundred extra people are watching it now too. You know, exactly. And I mean, even when we were yarding, if we got like fifty views on a video, we thought we were a hot shit. At oh least when God, we were yeah, super we young. We were the shit. <laughs> and then you know you see that when you literally have hundreds, it's like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, now, you've done most of your stuff in SWO, if not all, right? Uh, yes. Um, before the world was down for maintenance, um, I was approached by two other federations to go wrestle with them. I don't want to say right now exactly, just because, you know, we don't know when they're going to be starting up and yeah. don't want to speak on their behalf just before anything's officially announced. But um, it started up with SWO and it's I'm slow. I slowly started to network out to you know get out there you know get more ring time, get workouts in. Uh, I've been talking to Alex Zane a lot. He's been guiding me through a lot of like what he did and what his suggestions are. So I've been taking those steps. And then of course you know the world shuts down. So well, if there's anyone to listen to, Zane's the guy to do it. Oh yeah, like um, good, fucking sweetheart. Um, the SWO show I was at with him last. Uh, I noticed my car was leaking and then I looked at the fluid and it was red and I knew it was transmission fluid. Oh. And yeah. Being, and so car out of transmission fluid, Zane doesn't even hesitate. He goes, I'll give you a ride in the morning to the wherever to go get some transmission fluid. That way you don't burn out your motor. I was like, fucking love you. And the entire ride there, he just was listening off all the stuff he did, you know, who, how he went through all the steps and what matches he watched. And I was like, it was awesome to you know, sit down and, hear that from someone who is breaking out as much as he is. Yeah. And I mean, it, he's a person who deserves it. He's worked very hard to get where he is. And oh, you know, absolutely. And he's someone who's still willing to help all the other people around him. And he is, he's a great guy. Oh yeah. He, he like, you go up and ask him a question. He'll answer for you. No issues. He, I don't think that dude has a mean bone in his body. <laughs> I, I don't think so. 
I don't. Like, I've never seen it, always. <laughs> I don't think, I've never even heard of it. So, when this pandemic is finally fucking over, uh, yeah. what are what are the goals? What's the plan? Uh, well, the goals are um, get myself settled, because I will be doing a move here soon. So, I'm going to get myself settled. And after I get myself settled, I will be closer to Jersey, which is where I'm going to be looking to a lot of wrestling feds, is that Jersey area and the New York area as well. Um, I will still be doing SWL because, in fact, I'll be closer to SWL. I'll be two hours closer. And I still plan to go over to Michigan, maybe a bit of a longer drive, but, you know, I still plan to do that. The plan is to definitely, as soon as everything starts, you know, getting lifted up, finding finding someone around that I can go get myself, you know, bring time with, coached with, get myself better mindset for – for better matches and then just go out there and fucking take whatever bookings that will hand me and just kill as much as I can. And I mean, if you're close to the Jersey, then you're lucky enough to be closer to the stepdads who, uh, who know how to get their way into promotions. (laughs) Yeah. I say there, I often see the stepdads also posting about, you know, they're offering rides to any worker who wants to come with. And I'm always like, if I live closer, but now I will. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, honestly, You'd be surprised how many people they've offered rides to and, you know, no one takes them up and then they get somewhere and they're like, oh, did you have anyone? Because people forget sometimes that shit changes on the day of show constantly. Oh, absolutely. And there's sometimes that need for one or two extra people to fill the fucking show. And all it would have taken was putting your ass in a back seat. Exactly. Paying like five, ten bucks for gas. Yep, that's all I've taken. So... You know, if any any other young indie guys are out there, never leave a fucking car empty. Always ride with someone. <laughs> yeah, there's every opportunity you don't take is an opportunity you definitely missed out on. And you don't know what that opportunity could be for, like, it's it's crazy the moments you hear what broke people out. Like when Zayn did that uh, flip out of the ring, that got, that's, that went viral. Um, Talk it Deppin launched out of no, like, I just turned around, I turned off my Facebook for a little bit, and I turned it back on, and Deppin's just, bam, out there, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy how many people that we used to just hang out in backyards with that are fucking blowing up like crazy now. Yeah, absolutely, and now you got Don, who's, like, always been the guy who kind of, like, you know, booked the shows for Cooperstown, and now he's actually a booker for an indie show. Yeah. It's it's crazy and Maccabi going to fucking Germany. <laughs> it's it's all nuts. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what were you saying? Zane went to fucking Japan, which is even crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, went to Japan. And like you said, Maccabi's going over there. Uh, I I've trained with Rick, like Ricky trained me way back uh, years ago when Beyond was starting up, and you know Ricky's been killing it all over uh, oh, yeah. GCW. Oh my god, he's in, he's in one of the fucking hottest angles uh, of the indies ever. I mean, to see how much that crowd fucking hates him is crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, as soon as he won against Nick Gage, that I saw that nuclear heat just erupt, and I was like, that is insane. <laughs> and and you know, all the time you hear people say, "Oh, the indies ain't nothing like WWE." I mean, I get GCW isn't for everyone, but just the heat that is there, it, it's mm-hmm. so ridiculous. It honestly has a following. Yep, it has a following. It has love, and the fans are passionate. Oh, yeah. I watch every show that I get the chance to, as, as much as I can. <laughs> Good-ass good ass fed. I, love, I would love nothing more than one day, hopefully, be able to meet a bunch of the guys who work for them. 
yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the goal. It's always getting in there anywhere, yeah. <laughs> anywhere bigger, better than where you're at now. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, if you don't mind, would it be cool if I asked you some rapid fire questions that have nothing to do with pro wrestling? Sure thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What's your favorite summer activity? Ooh, favorite summer activity would probably have to be grilling outside whenever, like, there's, like, a barbecue or something. Like, when I can throw on a burger and I can have a burger off the grill, that would probably be my favorite. All right. That's a good answer. I'm more of, I'm more of a guy who'd rather grill, too, than, you know, have to do anything involving running or that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just stand outside and enjoy your food and just be lazy out in the nice weather. That's pretty nice to me. <laughs> What's the worst job you've ever had? Oh, oh man. Um, hmm. God, fucking retail is always a pain in the ass, of course. Um, I don't want to say it was the worst because it definitely wasn't. But I have dealt with some of the worst situations I've had to with jobs when I uh, did a uh, bug exterminating. Oh! <laughs> yep. I did bug extermination for a little bit, and I'm pretty sure you can imagine some of the situations that people live in, and you're like, well, no fucking wonder you got rats. <laughs> like, you have fucking half-eaten chicken wings just hanging out underneath your bed. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not even joking. That happened once. Like, oh. we walked in, we saw oh. that. Uh, we went to go in the basement to go clean out the basement, and as soon as we did, we saw a pile of clothes, and it reeked of ammonia, and we're like, we're not going down there. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that will a lot of awful houses. All right, this one's important to me. Grape or strawberry jelly? Oh, grape. Thank you. Grape jelly gang for life. (laughs) It's the only choice. Only choice. Uh, If you could win any award, what would it be? Oh, any award. (laughs) God, that's a tough one. (laughs) I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's some activity, I could do that, I could grape jelly, I could do that. Oh, Lord, oh, fuck, now you're putting me on the spot. I would love to honestly just be able to make it to any sort of fed that I could be, like, happily, I could make it some wrestling fed that I could happily live off with and win a belt, with a belt winning there, but you, would that count as winning a? Yeah, I mean, a belt's okay. an award, is it not? I would definitely take a a, t- a little bit of a title run, you know, at a Fed that I because you you find yourself in a Fed you love, you obviously want to represent it, and I def as soon as I find that and I can rep- want to win a belt like that, I felt like I could you know run with and do well with. Obviously not now given the world situation, yeah. I'd rather be better than I am now. But one day I would like to be able to be confident enough that I could represent a federation I am proud of to call home. Uh, and that's a good man. It, you know, that's that's always the goals and shit you want to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, the final question: What is the creepiest basement you have ever been in, and why? Oh man! <laughs> uh. We're gonna probably have to go back to the bug job because <laughs> <laughs> there was one house where the basement was like because uh, we also did termite work. And whenever you do termite work, you got to drill into the basement walls. And this one house, I don't know what kind of shit they're collecting, but it was like mannequins with old, 
like raggedy clothes on it. They weren't even like fashion style clothes. It looked like something that someone made in a woods to look after they lured kids in stuff. So oh my God. Like it was just creepy shit. And I was just like, this is where I die today. Ain't it? <laughs> and I was just like, just drill away, just drill away, just drill away. Oh my God. Um, yeah. It like, it's weird to say that like homemade clothing would be the creepiest thing that you could get in a basement. <laughs> but for me, that would be it because I remember just feeling super uneasy being like, this is, I don't believe, I don't necessarily a ghost guy, but, this place is fucking haunted. Yep. <laughs> Something was watching you and you knew it. Yep. <laughs> oh God, that's terrifying. Oh, well, I thank you so much for doing this man and, and for being with me today. And anytime you come home, you're more than welcome to come spend some time with me down in my creepy weird ass fucking basement. <laughs> nah, that's fine. As long as I say, uh, as long as I have any old creepy clothing or cat piss down there, we'll be able to hang. <laughs> uh, no, no, there, there is, uh, a, a, a spot though where, I brought a couple of fucking cat litter bags down to, to use for later, and I came down, and they fucking broke apart, and I was like, yeah, I'm just leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's a problem for later. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that years go by. I'll, I'll still get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Oh. oh. <laughs> I would say I appreciate it, man. I definitely will take you up on that. Um, and I thank you very much for having me on here, man. I hope this goes off for you. Uh, thanks, man. I hope you blow up, too. That, that's, uh, hopefully. That's hopefully we hope. both do it at the same yeah. time. <laughs> All right, brother. Take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. All right, everybody, that was Robbie Kidd. Uh, as I was saying earlier, mostly wrestles for SWO. You can find all of their shows for free on YouTube. All you have to do is, is literally pull up YouTube, search SWO Wrestling. It's going to pop up, and then you can watch anything. You got nothing else to do right now, right? I mean, world's kind of ending, maybe not. So in the meantime, just search Robbie Kidd. You'll find him. Watch a match. Watch a whole show. Support them. <laughs> support everyone. Support independent wrestling. And as always, support me. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at AITB Podcast. Facebook is Alone in the Basement. Instagram is Alone in the Basement. Uh, I'll be back in a couple days. And I just want to, uh, last thing, uh, shout out to my wife, Shelby, who puts up with all of my shit uh, more than she has to. And she's the greatest. And I love all you guys. And I'll see you in a couple days. Bye.